0: Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Is his na- name Fitz Bill Burnham? No. Hey, this is Kent, your Dungeon Master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content like a new monster, an item, new spell even, or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games, miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business and we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So, contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly, dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com, and let us help you. Okie dokie. Let me see here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. I need you guys to roll a d20 for each of your characters and tell me what you get. Mercer. 12. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, Bester, 13. 12. Hang on, hang on. Oh, all right, all right. Mercer gets the Charm of Restoration. Ooh. No, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this wrong. Not charms. Charms are temporary. We're looking strictly at blessings. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What'd you say he got? Twelve. Twelve? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. One non-magical weapon in your possession becomes a plus one weapon whenever you wield it. Okay, which blessing did he want?
1: Uh, You
0: have the blessing of health, blessing of protection, blessing of magic resistance, blessing of understanding, the blessing of Valhalla, blessing of weapon enhancement, which is the one you got, and the blessing of wound closure. Let me look real quick.
1: Why am I not seeing it?
0: This is the type of stuff I wish they'd put, uh, like, a table on. <coughs> the upside to a blessing is if, say, like, you guys were to walk into an anti-magic field, your blessing wouldn't be affected by it. I found it. Um... Uh,
1: just from the DMG, correct?
0: Yes. Okay page
1: 228 Uh, there's other blessings in here
0: where else are they at there's one in oh are they from other books
1: yeah that's why I was asking real quick Realistically, (laughs) Blessing of Wound Closure. I don't know what it does off the top of my head. Blessing grants you the benefits of a pair pad of wound closure. While wearing this pendant, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, whenever you roll a hit dice and regain hit points, double the number of hit points. Which means Mercer can't bleed out anymore.
0: Oh, okay, so he can't die from his hit points going down
1: to zero. Exactly. Next round, he's stabilized. But he may he... be out cold, but he ain't dying.
0: But if he were to be affected by, say, like a power word kill, that Same. would still kill you outright, because it doesn't yeah. say you go to zero. It just says you die.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. But just... realistically, out of out of all of those, that would be the one he would want. Because okay. the rest of them, I mean, he already has advantage on Magical Saving Throws for three of the six. Ooh, that one would be a good one too, though. Um,
0: I was going to say Blessing of Wound Closure would be good for uh, Esther as well. Oh, yeah. It would indeed.
1: Can that happen, maybe?
0: Yeah, that's fine. I will say this right now, Celine is not allowed to take the blessing of protection. You sure? I'm really freaking sure. Okay, hold on. What about uh Zebak? Back. What blessing did you want the back to have? There's the blessing of health. Your con score increases by two to a maximum of twenty-two. Nice. Blessing of protection. You gain a plus one bonus to AC and saving throws. Blessing of magic resistance. You have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Uh, blessing of understanding. Your wisdom score increases by two and go up to a max of twenty-two. Uh, Blessing of Valhalla. This blessing grants you the power to summon spirit warriors as if you had blown a silver horn of Valhalla. Once you use the blessing, you can't use it again until seven days have passed. Mm. Uh, Blessing of weapon enhancement. One non-magical weapon in your possession becomes a plus one weapon whenever you wield it. Which, she doesn't wield non-magical weapons at this point. Uh, And then, blessing of wound closure.
1: Uh, if if you're not going to allow me to have the the bonus to AC, which she absolutely would take. Yeah, I know. Because that's that's her
0: shtick. Which is why I'm not letting her take it. She's almost impossible to hit
1: as it is. That's kind of the point of her. (laughs) As you go through and you play a game, and you go, what am I going to do? I'm going to make a tank who is unhittable. That is Selene.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, but, uh, if I can't have that, then Blessing of Magical Resistance.
0: You have advantage and saving throws and spells. That gives that her,
1: that her, that gives her sa- yeah. Advantage on all magical saving throws, which she desperately needs help on a couple of her stats.
0: Okay, yeah. She can take that one.
1: Okay.
0: So, we're just left with Zabak. Are you writing this down?
1: No. I should
0: be, I know. Yeah. Because uh... if you don't take advantage of the Blessing of Wound Closure for Esther... Your characters at this point deserve to die. <laughs> oh my. Do you understand what wound closure does? No. If you hit zero hit points, at the start of your next turn, mm-hmm. you're automatically stabilized. Okay. So you're still out cold,
1: but the fact is, you can't die unless you are being attacked.
0: And then uh, for the back, mm. I was kind of thinking you were going to do either health or uh, possibly valhalla maybe magic resistance. Magic resistance. Okay, so you'll have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. I'm a little no surprised they didn't expand it out to various boons as well. Or boons specifically for epic level characters.
1: Oh man, we had access to those. There are some amazing ones.
0: <laughs> Boon of High Magic, you gain one ninth level spell slot, but you have to have a ninth level spell slot. Yeah, the, I don't. Boon of Immortality. You stop aging. You're immune to any effect that would age you, and you can't die from old age. mm mm-hmm. Boon of Luck. You can add a D10 to any... An, you can add a D10 roll to any ability check, attack roll, or saving throw you make. Once you use this boon, you can't do so again until after a short rest.
1: Yep. Mm. Uh, boon of Fortitude. Your, your hit points increase by 40.
0: <laughs> Boon of Quick Recovery. You can use a bonus action to regain a number of hit points equal to half your hit point max. Yep. Once you use it, you can't do it again until
1: after you finish a long rest. But still. Boon of Irresistible Offense. You bypass damage resistance of any creature. Dang. Uh, peerless Aim. You can give yourself a plus twenty to a ranged attack. You can only use this boon, uh, once, and then you have to finish a short rest. But there are others. Boon of true sight.
0: You have true sight mm-hmm. at a range of sixty feet, always.
1: Boon of quick casting. Choose one of your spells first through third. That spell that has a casting time of one action now becomes a bonus action. Guess who's casting Fireball as a bonus action? This guy! Wow! (laughs) Uh, I mean, there's a lot. There's Boon of Resilience. You have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage from non magical weapons. Uh, Boots of Speed. Or Boon of Speed. Your walking speed increases by 30 feet. Right. And you can take a dash or disengage as a bonus action. So now that we got that all out of the way,
0: you guys are back on your ship, and you are now sailing the Astral Plane once again. Um, the Avatar of Lune is flying with you as she tells you what else you are able to do. Um, along with the Blessing, additionally, the Goddess rewards you with an Astral Icon, It's a small, uh, star-shaped brooch made of refined astral star metal. It can be easily carried or attached as a pin on an article of clothing. You can tell that it is very, very valuable, but ideally extremely powerful as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use an action to summon the aspect of Lune in any future adventure.
1: Only once?
0: Only once. Um... She remains summoned for 10 minutes before vanishing. Should you choose to do that, you will use the stats of a solar. Um... She then further informs you that she needs to make... uh, Needs to create new constellations that provide a home for the new star. and asks you what you
1: think the constellation should be. Hmm. Merciless instant response is me. <laughs> no, uh <I'm laughs>
0: that actually means something. I <sighs> oh, don't It should be a turtle is what Zabak would say, if she still had that stupid accent. Yeah. she. you said she sounds like Marge Simpson now. Yeah, so it should sound like it should look like a
1: turtle. No. Uh, it should look like a turtle, okay. <laughs> because nah. of barrel. You know, I gotta agree with the back. Sorry. Celine disagrees. What? You traitor. Celine, come on. All right. No, it's simple. Then what should you be? What, then what do you think it should be, rather? She can make a constellation of herself. As Lune is a goddess, she can have her own constellation. Okay, cool. That'd be neat. Mercer's like, it really should be me, though. No, definitely not As he him. stands in some, like, you know, instead of doing the, you know, the heroic stance pose. I don't care what you make it as long as it's not him.
0: Um, so she, uh, since you guys are struggling here, She creates a series of stars that when you look at it, think back to Skyrim, when you would go up and look at your skill trees, Mm -hmm. and it would show an image, but then it would show the different stars and the lines. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the lines and the stars themselves didn't look like the image, but it would appear behind it. Yeah. Same idea. it's a series of stars, and the way they connect, the image appears, and it looks like the four of you standing together. Oh, cool! And she says it shall be named
1: the Fellowship.
0: Oh, hey, that's way better than what we came up with.
1: Mercer looks looks over at G Two and goes, "I'm up there now." <laughs> oh
0: man! <laughs> <laughs> What's that constellation? That's the Fellowship. That's Mercer and Celine and Esther and Zabak. Who are
1: they? I don't know. Three heroes and a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the thing though is, is what will happen is like when someone when when Mercer points it, points it out, occasionally he'll 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 say Selene, but he'd be like, "See that? That's me." <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so after she does that, she takes to her full size, which is much much massively larger than your ship. Oh yeah. Takes her hand and holds your ship like as if to throw a paper airplane and says you should know the land that you created the time on that land has aged differently than time itself oh no and has progressed three months faster than the few hours that you were in the plane of war it has also reformed and repositioned itself on the material plane so go forth and let your next adventure await and throws your ship now you guys don't feel the force of that you just see yourselves go into light speed ultimate light speed as you through the astral plane and in a matter of six seconds find yourselves on the high seas within about five to ten miles we'll say about seven miles off the shore of the greenwald It's great. Last thing before I forget. Um, First and foremost, unfortunately for Mercer, the little stone that he had—yeah, I know—is gone. Oh. And (laughs) who's gonna choose? Me. You? Yeah. Left hand or right hand? Right. Right hand. The helm of your ship oh, no. starts to alter in a way that looks like it has serious number of different uh, brass pipes really? and tubes and gauges of all sorts oh, my. as it becomes the helm of the Artificer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I knew you were going to get a kick out of that. <laughs> The other one was a Helm of Stars, which would have been a series of arcane images and stuff on it. You you wanted the Artificer. Yeah. I knew it, I freaking knew it. Uh, So before we get started into Children of the Fallen Star. -hmm.
1: Oh my gosh. Somebody's all happy. Mercer's like, ha, ah, get out of the way! Watch wait, this!" What the? Boom. Fifty miles an hour. He's just like, Whoa, "What the?" He's just like, "Yeah, boy!" <laughs> Speedboat <laughs> draws it back a little bit. So, how Boom. about you read what the card says instead of just playing it out here? So. Uh, The helm generates an artificial gravity field for any ship in the astral plane. All creatures on board may act as if the ship were still on the material plane. Okay, so it doesn't do that on the material plane. Ah, yeah. Bummer. (laughs) I only read the second half of it because I just saw the... It was like (laughs) intellect modifier. But it says, um, while in the astral plane, a character at the helm can propel the vessel at a maximum speed in miles per hour equal to ten times either their intelligence modifier... Or their highest level expended spell slot. So <laughs> since since Mercer has a five, that means he can go 50 miles an hour on that ship.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord.
1: Or in the case of some other wizards and things like that, we can go 90 miles an hour.
0: Dang.
1: So now that we have officially finished Voyage of
0: the Fallen Star... Mm-hmm. Whoo- I got the first box of Children of the Fallen Star, and I am exceedingly excited for what came in here. First off, the monster cards are gigantic. Dang. These suckers are huge, and they've got all the stats and everything on the backs of them. Yeah. The book is twice as thick as the standard book, because there's a lot that goes into this first book that I'm very, very excited for. Um new I uh, new cards that are similar to like the cards that went into you guys' development ships, mm-hmm. except they're gonna be for something different. These look like they are buildings. Mm-hmm. As we play through the game, you'll understand what those are for. Um, as well as the stickers that go with them. So obviously you guys will be creating something of your own design once again. There's of course the skinny minis as always. There's the cardboard cutouts. This time they did something interesting with the map. They basically took it and turned it 45 degrees, so the squares are like diamonds that are sideways to make more of a three-dimensional sort it of gives shape. you
1: different levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an isometric map. Yeah.
0: And I'm not sure what this other map is. I'm looking at. But that's for this game. And then last but not least, my favorite part. This is going to be the map you guys custom design. Is a solid cardboard map like that of a game board.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool.
0: (laughs) The downside is I can't do anything with magnets on this. But it shows you the new world that you've created. The New Continent. Nice. <laughs>
1: Looks like there's like an arcane font. Oh yeah, you're gonna find, Mercer is going to have a heyday
0: with the amount of magic involved in this. Most of you guys, you guys in general are going to have a heyday. Yeah. Um but, uh, so at this point, you guys are kind of at a, a free point for a little bit. What is it you guys want to do as you're a few miles off from the Greenwald and the city of Greyhaven?
1: Well, there's not much I can do at the moment. Yeah. Did you want to
0: study up on the Tainted Lance?
1: Yes. Okay. <sighs> Let's set this here for just a second. Also, the ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't think this... Um has to be in the astral plane, this portion of it. But the it also gets the ability called Transform Ship. So a character at the helm can use their action to magically rebuild it into a different shape using one of the three options. Armored, which basically grants all creatures on the ship uh three-quarters cover. <laughs> Mobile, uh the ship hull shifts into shape and becomes sleek and more responsive. The ship can immediately move another 30 feet, and as part of its movement, the ship can also change its bearing up to 90 degrees. So we can literally go boom! Dang, and man. aggressive. Uh, <laughs> dangerous spikes really emerge from the ship's go? hull. Any objects or creatures come into contact to the ship take 2d6 plus the character's proficiency bonus. Uh, this damage also applies to any creatures uh, attempting to climb on the ship. Just <laughs> <laughs> see mercer on the on the helm ramming speed <laughs> 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 uh.
0: what kind of uh, action is it to do that an action it can transform that quick in a matter of six seconds
1: it says yeah a creature to helm uses an action to cause the ship to magically shift
0: makes me re- it reminds me of that uh uh what was that movie Sinbad and the the Legend of the Seven Seas, Mm -hmm. they would have a single rope attached to something, and if you pulled on that rope, these spikes came out the sides of the ship and it would use to grapple onto other ships so that they could rob it.
1: And it lasts until the character's end of their next turn. So, like, Mercer could run over, grab the helm, have Hal let go, change into any one of those three, and at the end of his next turn... Hal could grab the helm again and do another one in his own. And someone else could be over there doing. And we 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 could potentially or we could just stay in like if we have, if we have three people. Mobile, mobile, mobile. Zo, zoo, we go. <laughs> we don't want to fight no big bad worm.
0: No. Alright, so the tainted lance. It looks like a spear, but the head of it has like a hook shape that comes out to a straight point. Mm -hmm. So, you've seen how uh, some people emphasize on how an old-fashioned can opener looks like. Yeah. That's basically what it looks like is a large can opener for a giant spearhead type of look. Um, So, is it a lance? It is considered a lance, yes. Uh, It has a 10-foot reach. It's going to do 1d12 piercing damage plus 2d10 acid damage. If somebody is hit by it uh, at the start of each of their turns they have to succeed on a DC 16 con saving throw. I'm sorry it's just at the start of their next turn. They need to make a DC-16 con-saving throw or take an additional 2d10 acid damage. Oh. Nice. So, that's a really nasty weapon, and
1: I'm not sure who you want to give it to, but... uh, I think there's only one person that can use it.
0: There's two people
1: that can use it. I don't think someone can. It's a melee weapon, right? It's a lance. I gotta go look up, the uh, I gotta go look to see exactly
0: what it is. Oh, what a lance would be classified as? I mean, it's, I would think it's either gonna, it's gonna be a martial weapon, which, if she's one level of a fighter, she has access to those You're weapons. Right. So, what's it gonna be? Rochambeau, rock, paper, scissors, roll
1: of the dice? She already has a massive damage die, or damage weapon. Mm-hmm. That is nothing compared to what this can do. Hers is 4, 4d6, right? Mm-hmm. What, for the jawbone? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That would be a major 26. walk back. Because that was all the way back in uh, Forge of the Dragon Lord. Yeah.
1: Now, yeah, it would be... Man... See this is this is where I'm torn, because <laughs> the the blood render is only a D8 or a D10 if wielded two handed, but it gives plus two to attack damage. This just gives you damage, so you you lose like the jawbone adds to your attack. Mm-hmm. You lose that. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yours is a what a plus plus two. If it's a plus one, it's not
0: as bad, but plus two. Now, in the next box, I should be seeing some... So, the, the way this worked is when Children of the Fallen Star first came out, and it was a Kickstarter set up and everything, mm-hmm. they said if they had enough backers to... Um, to, to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anyway, if they made enough money and they reached their goal, any additional money that they made past that opened up what they called stretch goals some of those stretch goals included this changing this map into the hard cardboard version of it rather than the paper version um funded that's what i'm thinking if Mm -hmm. if it was fully funded it was paid for and then any additional money went into uh, bonus stuff some of it was additional uh, cardboard cutouts to create structures Some of it was put towards the plastic structures that a lot of the wondrous one-shots come out with, which, I'll be honest, I wish they'd stop doing the plastic things and do the cardboard ones because they're so much easier to put together and they're ten times easier to keep together. Uh, (sighs) Set that off to the side for a moment. Put this all off to the side.
1: So the Jawbone is 4d6 lightning, right? Or what's the actual makeup of the Jawbone?
0: The Jawbone is a two-handed weapon, Mm 4d6 plus 6, shock.
1: The plus six. So it's just, it's an automatic always six shock damage? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that doesn't sound like it has any pluses to it for your damage or attack.
0: I mean, I've got a plus out to my attack, but... That's just because I'm
1: yoked. It should be more than that. Because your proficiency modifier is a four. And your Strength off is a 5. You should be swinging with a plus 9 to attack. Oh well, Alright then. I would lose 10 hit points. What are you losing hit points for? Figuring out the magical item things. Because like, yes, I agree that I think the Lance overall is better for Zabak than the <laughs> Jawbone. The Jawbone, however, would be Significantly better for Selene. So you would give up the Blood Render. So...
0: Is that what she's been using, is the Blood Render? mm -hmm. Oh, okay.
1: Because it's plus 2 damage, plus 2 attack, and it gives her 1 HP per level. Okay. So she'd go from swinging at a plus 11 for attack and damage... To swing at plus nines. But the offset is she's she's she'd be making up that two additional points using the jawbone. Well, I mean it's up to you guys. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud, because I mean, like, they're all great weapons. However, on the plus side though, using the jawbone. Would force Selene not to have a shield. Yeah. So she loses three to her AC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three? Yeah.
0: That shield only gives a plus two.
1: Yes. No, it's a magical shield plus two. No, it, it was just a plus two shield. Yes. A normal shield gives only I've been calculating that wrong. No, a regular shield gives two. A magical shield gives an additional plus two. So that's plus four.
0: So if she loses the shield, she loses four to her AC.
1: Yeah. And so her actual her actual AC is actually a thirty. Actually, no. I I would say give uh, the lance to Zabak and take the job over. No. I think I'll keep the the axe. Can I have the lance? Yeah, you can have the lance. Bet. Because now you want your
0: AC to be at 30, don't you? It'd be a 31. How would it be a 31? You just said it was a 30 because you'd been miscalculating it this whole time. Yeah, as a plus uh, 2. As a plus 2. 2- Plus 2... Is 4. That would make it a 28. No. Okay, hold on. Let's back up for a second here. Selene's AC is 10 plus... Well, no, she's wearing... Full plate. Full plate. Magical full plate. So what's her AC with the full plate armor?
1: 19 by itself.
0: Okay. And then she has her uh, uh, Forge Cleric ability that
1: amps it up to... So, 19, There's and then as a, a Forged Cleric, I got to zoom in. <clears throat> so that, it's not till we get down here. Well, at six level, while wearing heavy armor, you gain a plus 1 to AC.
0: Okay, okay so that makes it a 20.
1: Yep. Oh wait, no. Okay, so yeah, I am calculating. it. I've been calculating it correctly.
0: And then the plus four from the shield should make it twenty-four. 24.
1: So yeah, I know. Okay, so yeah, I am right. It, I was gonna I say, yeah, where'd this correct. other six points come from? <laughs> well, because I was, I was thinking I wasn't. So yeah, Abby is still twenty-four. Okay. So. But if she takes, she got rid of the shield. Then it would she would drop by four. So now, do you sacrifice
0: AC for more damage, no. or do you do less damage and keep the high AC? I
1: will. I will keep the high
0: AC. Okay. So does that mean the lance goes? to... I the, already gave
1: the lance to Zabak. Yeah. Okay.
0: What does Zabak
1: choose to do with the jawbone? Mm, Hang I, on to it. Yeah,
0: she's gonna
1: put it in
0: her own bag of holding. So I'm... you never know; you
1: may accidentally destroy your magical weapon. So,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how she would manage that. But okay. uh,
1: she almost did.
0: With the slug. Oh, losing the sword down into the pit. Yeah, that's true. We're on a ship in the water. Down to the
1: drink, it goes.
0: You all. You and I both know. That there are ways for her to go down into the water and retrieve it. Yeah. Correct.
1: Especially now that she really is a tortle again.
0: And you guys still have the marlin skirts from when you've been underwater. Yep. And temporarily turned into merfolk, essentially. Yep. Alright.
1: Okay, so the
0: weapon you just gave me, what is it called? Tainted Lance.
1: There you go. I need what I what I really want is I want a better one-handed weapon. And what are what
0: is what is the damage? You
1: have options and you
0: have the time at the moment.
1: No, I don't. What is the damage? I need a magical one-handed weapon. Okay. That, so so what the 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 berserker axe does, it mm-hmm. gives me plus two to attack, plus two to damage, and it gives me one. Additional hit point per level. Right. What I would like is something similar to, like, the Jawbone, only a one-handed weapon.
0: Okay. Remind me what the Jawbone does exactly. So,
1: it does... It, it, so basically, what it does is it rolls two additional d4 for damage, or not d4, two additional d6 for damage, plus an additional solid d6 lightning damage every time. So she's getting a solid plus six to damage as a base, plus an additional 2d6 in damage on top of the weapon damage. Where, so damage wise, that supersedes mine by leaps and bounds. Yeah, I can augment mine a little bit by using my fifth level spell holy weapon, mm-hmm. which gives me 2d8, and then I can use booming blade which gives me another d8. So like
0: 8d8, should shouldn't it be 2d8 or is that No.
1: Cuz it has to move to get that secondary d8.
0: No, 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 no. But it's a cantrip. Cantrips naturally get stronger as you level up.
1: Yes, but the way the spell initially reads is, is the initial damage...
0: Right, I, I know how Booming Blaze so works. At, It at, starts in just Booming Energy, then it does a D8 D-A of damage and wraps up... At 5th level,
1: what's,
0: next, what's, next
1: bump isn't until 11th. Okay, that's what I was thinking, is 11th level is when it wraps yeah. up again. But still, so... So I would like to have a one-handed weapon... I, and I do have one. I have no way to. I don't have any way to enchant it. I have the Mithril uh, Warhammer, so it's indestructible. Uh-huh. But I have no way to enchant it to do something similar. Well, you might not be able to. Okay, right, so this is where like the the
0: basis level of D and D, where you role play, you spend coin, you talk to people, you. Engage in this we is don't what I have I'm... much coin. Yeah, we do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do.
1: Your well, okay. Your character has coin.
0: Yeah, she's my characters don't. What happened you... to all your characters' coin? You had like six, seven thousand gold.
1: Dude, the scrolls. money's for all of us.
0: Oh, you had to invest money into I those. I invest scrolls?
1: money into those
0: scrolls. Oh. Was Mercer holding the coin for both him and Celine? Mercer carries the coin for the entire party. And he invested a lot of that money into his own stuff. For, yeah. If I was a character, him and I'd be having words right now.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, though, Took someone, my money. Someone else wants something, Mercer always steps in and helps out. True. Lowering the payments, things like that. Keeping them alive. I mean, it's not like it's... He's hoarding it for himself for all intents and purposes. Right. Because the Scrolls of S.H.I.E.L.D. are for protect him. Mm-hmm. He's not really had a chance to use it yet, but he crafted Scrolls of Blur and Haste for Celine.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: Um, let me look to see exactly what we got left. Yeah, so...
0: And I know you guys have uh, stuff that has value on it. Correct. So I mean, there's an option too.
1: I mean, so I know that we're just outside of Greenwald. I mean, is there a merchant ship, fly, you know, sailing around? Do we see one like coming up on the docks? You know, raising a flag? Um.
0: There is a pretty good chance that you can come across. You know of two places
1: you can go where you will find trade. I want to go to the best place possible. Okay, that would I mean, be the
0: Trader Shoals that you went to when you did Pillar of the Fallen Giants. Okay, or because, Pillar of the Giants.
1: Whatever. I mean, because we have a lot of like just regular knick-knacky stuff that we could sell in bulk for some coin. We do have some other precious stuff, things like that. Mm-hmm. But like, for instance. I still have, sitting on the boat, the 520 pounds of iron slag when the magic faded from the adamantium. Right. And 43 pounds of scrap metal. Uh, I'm, I still hang on to some of the scrap metal in case I need to repair one of my my minions. But at the same time, iron slag can be melted down and used to make all sorts of stuff. Yeah. There'll I mean, there'll be someone willing to buy that. Um I got tons of daggers. You know, I I've outfitted our entire crew with a set of armor and a weapon of their choice and still have extras.
0: <laughs> um and This isn't including all the stuff you've
1: lost like 3 times now, right? Correct. This is what I have wrote down on a piece of paper and sitting on my my sheet. So I, you know, I've kept better track since I started the sheet. But yeah, I've, you know, I have I have a lot of astral elf daggers and chains, right? Which sell for a good penny, or they have in the past at least.
0: Um, I don't remember what they sold for.
1: Because they're a rare item. They're a rare commodity around here. That's right. So, like, I got stuff I can sell. So, I mean, if, if, that's, if that's the best place to go for trade, that's where I tell... I was like, we have to go here. We, there are things we got to do. I don't want to do that to you. Uh,
0: yeah, so you guys are about four days' sale away from Trader Shoal's. Um, given what you can do with your ship.
1: Yeah, we just, because it's, it's an action per person. So each effect lasts until the end of the character's next turn. So we can just constantly stay in mobile mode. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can cut that down to a day easily. So, Um,
1: yeah. I mean, basically we just tout tell how the because it you know how to keep doing it on you know every other turn because it's it's you know Mm it lasts until the end of its turn so
0: every six seconds somebody's just Mm -mm 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 Mm -mm 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 warp speed
1: Mm
0: -mm -mm all right so a day and given the speed you guys are sailing at you're no longer sailing on the water you're cutting through it just like leaving a decent amount of waves across the water.
1: I expect we're kind of similar to, like, one of those boats you see that have the hydrofoil underneath. So the ship kind of starts raising up onto that blade, and it's enough that it keeps the ship...
0: So it does this number as the nose no, comes like
1: up? No, like, it... the nose does come up a little bit, but there's a blade underneath the ship that... Because of the water resistance, it keeps the boat from doing this. Right. But because of the speed, it pulls up out of the water.
0: Well, granted, this is all created via magic as well. Yeah. So it's not like any physical changes had to be made to the ship to do that. If there's a risk to it doing something else, it's by magic. Well, yeah, I'm just saying the hull
1: shifts its shape. It actually changes into a sleeker and more responsive form. So So at the moment, it's no longer... A freaking yeah, no. sailboat.
0: I imagine it getting a little bit thinner and longer, so that it shoots through the water like a bullet.
1: Yeah, and that's kind of that's why I envision kind of with that, that hydro form blade. Right, that's what it does. But anyways, so we get you said a day day we get there.
0: Yep. Okay. So by the end of the evening, you pull up to the Trader Shoals. How looks at you and goes, "Hey, hey, hey, switch it back, switch it back."
1: Yeah, you can do it. Hmm? Grab the wheel. Think original shape.
0: Oh, whoa. Oh, okay. I'm not used to... When I had this ship, this did not exist. Yeah, because that was when it was your ship. It's now my ship. You still named me captain of the ship, though. You still report to me.
1: You want fired? I'm
0: just saying. I'm, I'm saying I'm the
1: one that pays for all of this. So you want to get lippy with me? I'm I'll not getting. Hey, wait, hey, hey!
0: I'm not getting lippy. I'm just saying it's different. I'm not used to all this extra stuff on here. I'm just saying. More like this. <laughs> Looking up. About knee level. Just, no, no, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. <laughs>
1: I got a perfect shot. You got the first person.
0: <laughs> oh, I know that we lost a crew member because of you.
1: Uh-huh. No, he he did that to himself. He because chose not you. to listen to the to the boss, to the owner. You, you got violent. No, it's because he didn't listen. He decided to try, try to. And you got violent. Correct. There, there comes a point.
0: The, the, there's a code on the sea that sailors follow by. Physical violence is not acceptable.
1: I'm not a sailor. I'm the owner. You're on the ship. My ship. That makes you a sailor. I don't follow sailor code, if you haven't noticed. You keep going. Keep going, Hal. (laughs) Right to the giblets.
0: All right, are you guys going to take the... uh... The, the enchanted sailboat and head to shore? Or, yes. Okay. We gotta regroup, buy supplies and stuff.
1: Well, we don't need supplies.
0: Well, I need my scrolls of so Salmon Beast.
1: Well, there's that. But that that's so like. talk supplies. to your
0: scroll making self right. I, I,
1: I can't do the spell. Well,
0: it has to be spells that you can cast? Yeah. Do they do they just have to be on your spell list, or can, do they have to be spells that you can actually cast at level? I
1: got I got to be able to cast the spell. Okay, so, so you're limited to
0: third level spells and lower.
1: Yeah, right now. Oh, okay, and it also takes me the further like right now it takes me a day and a and a quarter to write one single third level scroll, which is stupid. And that's and that's better because as an artificer. I only have to. Good catch. I, thank you. <laughs> it only takes me a quarter of the time. All right. Any normal? Like, if Esther decided to write scrolls, take her a week for one. Mm-hmm. That's well,
0: that, bullcrap. I, I think that's so that you don't strictly rely on scrolls to do a crap ton of stuff.
1: Again, it, like, conceptually, the. Like, I. The crafting has never been good. Doesn't matter what edition you're talking about. Right. Because if it only takes me a couple hours to scribe the scroll into my spell book. I'm doing the exact same work as a scroll. I am scribing the spell into a spell book. There is no difference.
0: Mm. I think they describe it differently though. Because if it goes into a spell book, that allows it to be used consistently without anything happening to it. Whereas Correct. if it's just a scroll, it's a one-time use, and boom, it's done.
1: Correct. It. I mean, it, but still, it, there's there's lots of things about it. But anyways, that, that's my high horse, and we're going to move on. Yeah. I, I, I can literally go at this for another hour, and we don't have that. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, All right, so depending on the level of rarity it is... We'll, partially determine on so the,
1: first and foremost i'm liquidating. okay so you know i go look for the dwar- the iron dwarves the dwarves that dealt with iron oh the ones that had the ironclad battleship yes because i know they're good for weapons i know they're good for scrap metal i know they're good for iron slack
0: 72 okay um yeah, you guys end up having to stay the night on your ship yeah. until the next morning, and then head out because nobody's up that late at night. I figured as much. And you see two of them just sitting at their little podium table stand thing. Greetings. Hi.
1: Haven't seen y'all hmm. in a while. Who are you? A Mercer. Okay. I come to trade. Mm, okay. <laughs> okay. I got 520 pounds of iron. Raw or refined? Uh, be raw slag. Hmm. Figured I know you five, have done. Five, how much? 520 pounds. You start seeing them look around like, what the. I reach into my buried? bag. Buried? Start pulling out chunks of it. Oh. and right back in my bag it goes.
0: Oh, you you have one of those. And so right. with me. <laughs> uh, all
1: right, all right let's, let's see here. And I got some scrap metal, and I got a bunch of weapons that I'm looking to liquidate.
0: Hmm. Uh, how m- what weapons do you have, and how much?
1: Well, I have eight daggers, um... Um, Far-Elf daggers, mind you. I have uh, wait, 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 wait. Daggers or the throwing blades? Regular daggers, and then I got 36 of their throwing ones. Hmm. <laughs> I also have um, I got four of their standard chains and one of their higher echelon chains to sell. I got six shields. Um what else do I have? As Mercer sticks his head into his bag. Um actually sorry, make that uh seven of those throwing chains. One of them being uh the upper echelon of one of those. Um that would be 46 of the Far Elf throwing daggers. Eight of their normal daggers. Um, I currently also have one of their uh, Astral uh, Filament Belts. Um, However, the charge has been expended. So I do understand that that would be lower. A what belt? He pulls out the belt. It allows the user... If you're in the Astral Plane, it charges in a day... Um, and it allows the use of levitation. I don't plan on going
0: Consistently back... Consistently, or just a few times? Consistently. So if you put that in the astral plane, and you charge it, and I were to put it on, I could cast levitate as much as I want.
1: Once per day. But the fact That's is... actually once per use. I thought it was once per, because mm-hmm. you let me recharge it.
0: Yeah, when you were in the astral plane, it recharges, then you get one use out of it, then you got to put it back in the astral plane to recharge it. Yeah, that's what you. I'm telling You said once per day.
1: Well, yeah, you, you have to charge it in the astral plane, it has to be there for for eight hours to, to suck up the energy, mm-hmm. and then you get another charge again. So as long as you have connection to the astral plane... Wait, I do have access to the astral plane. Never mind, I'm keeping this. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just pull. Um, I also have, like, I really thought this was going to be a really interesting item, mm-hmm. and then it just turns out it's not for me. But it's a gauntlet of snowballs. It shoots snowballs. Yeah.
0: Why would we have an interest in that? It's a weapon. That doesn't sound like a weapon.
1: That sounds like a children's toy. It'll chill you right off your rocker if you really want to. Or you got instant snow cones, your choice. But anyways, that's fine. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the the gist of. Oh, and have a really, I don't really know if this is gonna be up your alley or not, but I got this really interesting dagger that has a poison vial container in it. I don't, um, I don't really think that you guys are the more cloak and daggers, but...
0: Well, somebody could probably use it, but if it's a weapon, it's a weapon, and we do specialize in weapons.
1: That's why I'm here.
0: All right, so we've got good news we've got bad news. Good news is I'm sure there's something we could do for you. Bad news is you're talking about enough stuff that's coined that... We, by our captain's orders, can't do trade with. You'd need to go and talk to the captain himself.
1: Perfectly fine. Lead the way.
0: All right. Uh, you want to go No, you got stop. All right, fine. So one of them stays at the table and the other one says, all right, hold on me. Yep. And he starts to just march out. Yeah. About five minutes of walking goes by as you guys make your way through, and you come out to three planks of wood that looks like the type of thing that would be set over mud and stuff in a contra- construction site, mm-hmm. and they form a little bridge that go out to the farthest point mm-hmm. of the shoals Yeah. in that area. I was like, all right, lads, <clears throat> whether you can swim or not's not, not my problem, but uh, if you could all get into the boat. Slow fly to it you right as long as you're in the boat I'm in the boat, Gets oh, he in the boat.
1: looks over are, uh, uh, I don't I don't control them so that's up to them
0: dragon lady turtle person you're getting in the boat with us or are you that's staying ashore head.
1: we're coming we're coming
0: alright now do me a favor just mm-hmm. hang on don't okay. need anybody going into the drink You see him reach down, puts his hand on the back side, and you just hear a, and the boat starts to go off, and he just sits there and goes, all right, give it about two, three minutes, we'll get out there. And at first, you don't see a ship, but as you get closer, you realize it's naturally cloaked by the water, Mm -hmm. as it acts as a ship and a sub. You You guys have made some upgrades. I approve. We could always do that. We just didn't have a reason to do it. Okay, well, even better. I still approve. Not that you care, but... Uh, By the way, if you come across any red dragonborn, put your head down and walk away. Oh, boy. Does he have four arms? No, I'm talking about dragonborn in general. Something's happened on the Golden Archipelago, and the Red Dragonborn have been more frequently seen. Huh, interesting. Put my head down. <laughs> that reminded mm-hmm. me. Mercer gets the intense feeling that he has forgotten something that he should not have forgotten.
1: Uh-oh.
0: As we progress further in the story, it'll kind of come together, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. Does anybody speak
1: Dwarven? No. Uh, I don't believe so. Like I said, it's uh, Comish and Gnomish. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, yes. Celine
0: does. Celine does. All right. So to everybody else, this doesn't make any sense. To Celine. To hear clang 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 We've got some traders here but the, what they're asking for is more coin than we can spend we need to talk to the captain all right he'll be up in a moment
1: <clears throat> she just you know looks around
0: pretty soon you hear footsteps coming up iron stairs the hatch opens up and this much older dwarf much more broad-shouldered more refined looking hands his hands are covered in calluses. To Celine, this is a clear classic sign of a master forger.
1: Mm-hmm. For,
0: not not forger. Um,
1: blacksmith. yeah.
0: Blacksmith, forger, yeah. weaponsmith, armor smith, sort of thing. And his hands look like they're about the size of uh, grapefruit type. Yeah. Brawly really,
1: looking. Very stocky.
0: Yeah. He steps out. Clangs down on the ship it comes up and now it's like a small platform that's mm-hmm. like 15 feet wide by 25 feet long and he goes all right tosses a rope over they tie the boat off <laughs> drag you guys in so you can step off the boat straight on yep and he just snaps his fingers and a chair appears
1: <sighs> give
0: me a sec <clears throat> pulls out a small bag starts pulling chairs out and sliding them over. And says, all right, let's have a seat. A you seat. stay in the boat. As he looks at his uh, compatriot.
1: Mercer is very well used to this type of demeanor. <laughs> Doesn't faze him in the least. What are we looking at? Well, what we're looking at here is I'm, I'm looking for... A decent deal. Mind you, it's mm-hmm. quite a bit of that I'm going to be offering. I got 520 pounds of iron slag that I know you guys can reform and do as you see fit. Um, and whatnot. I got 43 pounds of different mechanical components, but uh, probably willing to get around to about 25 of that for trade. Um, I have six standard farl chains with a upper echelon throwing chain I also have uh, I believe the total count was 46 of their throwing daggers and eight of the regular daggers um, oh sorry correction uh, of those upper echelon ones that's seven of those seven um, as I, he like kind of looks in his bag again is he's, he's kind of Recounting what its inventory is, mm-hmm. um, I have, um, yeah, and then I also have. Uh, I have a I have a rare dagger that has a cap or not a capsule but a vessel inside of it that you can like if you stab someone with it, mm-hmm. it will apply the poison, and you just gotta refill that chamber, and it can keep going until you're blue in the face. Alright. Um, not quite up my alley. I mean, I'm not completely opposed, but at the same time, you offer me a good enough deal, it's yours. Um, I also have... He pulls out this small bag, um, and I assume it'll probably do you more good, ultimately, than it would do me, but, um it's actually it's a couple couple small bags of um gold silver um it just it said gold silver etc of refined powder then it so i don't know what else is of the etc hmm. um but it's a couple sacks of it um yeah Oh, and six regular shields, which you're probably not too interested in, but tossing it into the pile anyways.
0: Well, right off the bat, while the weapons and stuff I am interested in um, aren't going to be my first pick of the litter. That's fine. The iron slag, however, does have my attention. Well, give enough, good enough price. It's yours. <clears throat> All right. So obviously, that's way more than what this ship's gonna hold. So if we do do this trade, you're gonna need to put it into one of my bags. Um, roughly. Here, see, here's the problem. The amount of coin we're about to talk about is not the amount of coin any one person ever carries. And if you do, you're the biggest freaking idiot in the Great Sea. Amen. That's the quickest way to get yourself robbed. However, coin doesn't necessarily need to be the only means of trade.
1: Oh, I am definitely open for services, especially here. He Mercer points to Celine, our uh, cleric, who has some crafting capabilities and one has a couple different, we'll say, needs. Um, the very nice axe that she has is nice but it could use some flair. is it already enchanted no I, I mean it's magical in itself it um selene take over you know more about the axe than i do <laughs> and so she sits there and explains you know basically it gives me a little bit extra kick to my damage but it also allows me to hit a little easier As well as bolsters my health a little bit. It's great, but... I I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I really like it, but I wish that it had the capability to do some additional. Like, I can bolster the damage out with my spells, Mm -hmm. but spells are limited. I would like to be able to conserve some of those and have the weapon do some of the heavy lifting itself as well. All right, <clears throat> so
0: it's going to be cheaper for you if I were to make you a new weapon rather than try to alter one, because that's extremely difficult, and if it's not done correctly, one, it creates a nasty explosion, and two, it destroys whatever you're working with. Understandable. Out here on the ship.
1: Very bad idea. Simple as that. hmm Not my um, first time around, just general crafting, so... I understand.
0: Um, now, that being said, if you're willing to part with that, that will definitely play a role in
1: uh, value and cost and stuff. Agreed. If there is something that you can do that is comparable to what it does now, potentially, and give me that extra kick, totally up for it. What, what type of damage are you looking for it to do? Um, well, what kind of damage does that one do? Right now, it's just it's just my slashing damage. It's my spells that are bolstering it. Oh, I see. All right. So it it's that that's where it's like its secondary functions are really good. Mm-hmm. The fact that it bolsters my health pool a little bit while also making it a little easier to hit someone is nice. But I would like to be able to have that and step it up a bit. My uh, friend here. Points over to Zabak and mentions. Basically, she has a great sword that not only does it do regular slashing damage as it is, it the the edge itself is is much keener. It allows you know when it cuts something, it's going to do more damage. But at the same time, it has this essentially a static shock damage that is just every time. However... Are you looking for a weapon that does shock damage? I would prefer to go away from shock. Um, really? I mean, know? there's a, do- a dozen
0: different types psychic. of... Psychic.
1: If you can do something psychic, that would be fabulous.
0: All right. What kind of a weapon are we talking
1: I would prefer either a warhammer or uh, a battle axe. Those those are the two I typically do. I like the ability, the the, the functionality that I can either go one handed. I, I as you can tell, I'm decked out in armor, mm-hmm. uh, and I I, I cater to stay that way. Um. So really, the the battle axe or the Warhammer is really my my two best options. The other thing that I don't know if it's going to be capable of... I am still listening. um, I do happen to have a Mithril Warhammer. Not enchanted at all. All right. But I would prefer to stay singular to my... Um, So, a one-handed weapon. having Having that flexibility of going one to two hands is really great, but that's what I'm looking for. And honestly, I really do like my armor, but if you got something that's a bit more resilient...
0: You're talking adamantium? I don't have that. Adamantium has become more and more scarce as time goes on and it's become increasingly more difficult to get your hands on.
1: yes I'm very well aware um, the adamantium
0: thing I can't do I just I'll tell you that right now that's I fine I mean
1: the, the other thing is is if you had the capability of making another let's say plate of armor that's a bit more magically imbued. this one has some minor.
0: Do you want the armor, or do you want the weapon?
1: Oh, the weapon is the weapon is first and foremost. But yeah. with the items we have as well for trade, I'm hoping, you know, depending on... So...
0: When it comes to imbuing magic into weapons, there's a degree of magic that has to come from the forger. Understand that the degree by which you want to have that enchantment done is very determinate on how much energy is put into the weapon if you want the chance of a magic that doesn't cost a whole lot of energy if you are a headset on guaranteed magic but not really caring about the type of magic or the enchantment or what it exactly it can do that takes a bit more energy but almost guaranteed it's going to be magical you just don't know what it's going to be the more specific you get the more energy gets put into it
1: understandable i'm just i'm just explaining the wants right you tell me what you're capable to
0: i'm perfectly capable of making very specific magical weapons yes but because of how much energy that costs and takes it's pricey i'm expensive i'll admit it Mm
1: -hmm. well we come for the best
0: Alright. That being said, you do not have enough in trade to do both the weapon
1: and the armor. That's trading two very rare magical items.
0: Uh,
1: Yes. The armor and the weapon is extremely rare. You're not just going to find these two anywhere. So I'm almost asking for a swap with a little bit of a we pay you additional for the extra
0: all right. Well, right let's talk the weapon first because you said that was your first price. yes absolutely then we'll see about the armor worst case scenario is your armor magical or is it it is does it just it's the demon armor well, yeah out of game I know that in game this character doesn't un no, know. so
1: basically, well, he he's never heard, well, he's heard of it, he's never seen it, so. He's like, you're looking at it, it allows me to speak abyssal, it also, as you see the blades on my gauntlets, allows me to have a, uh, I can punch and slash someone, while it also gives me, uh, this armor is resilient, it's not your standard plate armor, there's magic and beauty making it more resistant. There are multiple things about this armor. It's not... You're not... You don't just see it on every, you know, schmuck.
0: All right. Well, like I said, let's start with the weapon.
1: Correct. That's fine. You said
0: Warhammer or Battleaxe? Yes. Which one?
1: Prefer the Warhammer.
0: Warhammer. All right. And you said you're willing to trade the Battleaxe you have, right? As long as you can do something comparable. Hmm. How much of the iron slag did you say you had? 520 pounds. All right, so you're looking at about eight five 520 pounds, and it's ore, it's not refined?
1: Mercer reaches in her bag and pulls out the slag.
0: Ah, all right, so raw ore. Slag's what happens after it's been tempered. And-
1: Mercer is not a... Blacksmith. Oh yeah, this is the forced and Fire fan DM talking. Yeah, no.
0: So when, when you see somebody actually hammering steel, slags the crap that's falling off while they're hammering. It. So what you don't, what you have is not slag. It's it's raw ore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Celine knows it. Celine, it, if it wasn't for the fact that it was iron, she would use it. But mm-hmm. she doesn't have a need for it, iron, so she's willing to give it up.
0: Right. Um. So the, the ore is going to get you probably about 8,500 gold or 850 platinum. The yeah. only other option would be investing that into something of value that takes up less space, like, say, a gem or a really valuable painting or something. I'd, uh, I don't think you're to be a... No, but, you, art fancier. No, but you, you get my point. Yes. You can invest coin into stuff, it takes up less space, it weighs less, and it's just valuable. Agreed. Um, so with that, um, and if you're willing to give up the axe, should probably be able to make you something comparable, if not slightly better, than the axe itself. That's fine. From what... The uh, From what my uh, uh, crew member here tells me, you have far-elf yes. weaponry and such? Alright. Did you know that the value of far-elf propaganda has lessened s- intensely ever since they uh, became extremely sca- uh, popular on the material plane? Oh, that's fine. Supposedly an entire community came from the astral plane into the material plane and now live on some island far out there but several of them have traveled outward Heck, there's at least six of them I've seen out here on the trader shoals
1: well that's that's,
0: that's fine i, I mean, mean yeah, they're still valuable yes but it's not like you're going to get 20 gold for a dagger per se
1: well i would hope i would get at least 20 dagger for the returning ones I
0: yeah mean, if they, they're, they're mag-
1: if they're magical yeah yes. i have 46 of those Of the returning ones? Yes. Hmm. Yes, I also have their magical chains. I have... uh... Mercer looks back into his bag again because he's now officially (laughs) forgot his numbers.
0: (laughs) Well, here's what I can tell you. If you talk to the Far Elves that are here on the Trader Shoals, you're probably to get a better deal from them because they're also trying to get their hands on their own gear. For their own people.
1: How about this? You go, instead of going 50% on return, you go 75 You turn around and sell to them for for, a little bit of an uptick. And you make a profit. I make a profit. I don't want to deal with them. Simple as that. You don't like pharaohs? No. They've attempted to stab me in the back one too many times. Which is why I have a small arsenal on me.
0: Oh, okay.
1: kick the crap out of them enough that they back off.
0: Sounds like a racial issue. (laughs)
1: Eh. Don't stab me in the back, I won't beat you up. Simple as that.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Back to the weapon. You said an axe, or did you want the hammer?
1: I prefer a warhammer.
0: All right. So we'll do a warhammer...
1: See here. And the other, like I said, the other thing is that's possible is I do have a Mithril Warhammer. It's unenchanted. If you can imbue the magic into that, and that reduces the cost, this works out even better. It does
0: reduce the cost. Because that means I don't have to ask for anything else. Um, As she,
1: she pulls it out of her bag. Who made that? I'll look around real quick for a uh, maker's mark. <laughs> you don't find one. <laughs> um Cedriel from the Adventurers Guild. Cedriel. I, I don't. I don't. He didn't specifically make it, but he acquired mithril for us, and that's where Mercer got the spear. She got the warhammer. I remember that, and I remember how that came about. I'm just, I'm role-playing at this point because
0: not everybody knows who Cedrail is.
1: Yeah. I just I just say he's from the Adventurer's Guild. One of, one of the crafters from the Adventurer's Guild hmm. forged this for us. And I used it up until the point I got the Berserker Axe. Because overall, the Berserker Axe is better. Alright. With the magical enchantments and stuff that's on it. But, I mean, if you can imbue the magic into this, I'm more than happy to go back to this. This is my bread and butter right here.
0: So what if we were able to possibly make it to where it could be both a hammer and an axe? One side of the head would be the flat bludgeoning side of a hammer. The other side would be the bladed side of an axe.
1: Oh, If you can manipulate the mithril for it, sure. Mm, wishful thinking on my part. I mean, I... I I like a good
0: challenge once in a while, but... I mean, hey, I... I I, I don't want to make you a promise I might not be able to keep, though, either. All right. And what type of energy type are we looking at?
1: Oh, you know... You said psychic? Psychic, I think, would be a good, good solid. I've seen one of our casters over here, points over at Esther, has the capability in some fashion to use some psychic attacks, and they seem to work out relatively well. Um... Unless you can think of another element or energy that would be... Well, I mean, you've got
0: your basics. You've got ice, fire, poison, acid, and lightning. Then you've got your not-so-natural ones, which is the necrotic, the radiant, uh, 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 poison, um, the psychic, damage, uh, force... The, the, the worst of them that's probably by far the most difficult are the ones that attack specific parts of a person. So say you hit somebody and it weakens them, like it draws their own strength out of them or it, it, it uh, takes from their very life force or something. Those are the most difficult ones to make because that doesn't do an energy damage. It targets the creature in a specific
1: way. Yeah, um, I think I still want to go to damage. So I mean, if you don't have any outside of that, I would say let's go psychic.
0: All right. Do you want all the damage of the weapon to do psychic, or do you just want psychic damage to be added to the weapon? Added, added. All right, so we're talking about a hammer that'll do your natural bludgeoning damage. Yes.
1: But then do psychic on top of that. Correct. All right. Because that way, at least worst case scenario, if it's resistant to psychic damage, it's still eating the bludgeoning damage. I mean, I know that there are some things out there that are immune to being knocked in the head, but I mean, that comes with any type of weapon like that. All right. Hmm. And if there's some way that you can imbue the the hardiness as well that's similar to the the Berserker Axe, even better.
0: The hardiness.
1: Because for every level I gain a hit point, I would lose 10 hit points right now.
0: Oh, okay, I see.
1: She throws it out there. It's it's not a deal breaker, but it just was it's it's the, you know, cherry on top of the cake, so mm-hmm. to say.
0: All right. All right. Let me see here. All right. Um, so, we we'll put this together, since you have the hammer already made, that cuts down on the cost a bit. Uh, it also cuts down on the time, which is always a nice thing. Mm-hmm. So, let's say the slag. And the axe. And we'll get the hammer made for you. The rest of what you have, I think we can purchase straight out in coin. Does that work? Yeah. Alright. So for... Uh, let's see here. So, 46 throwing daggers. Hang on, hang on. Forty-six of the throwing daggers. Yep.
1: All right. Um, seven of the iron chains, which are their their iron chains. How many? Seven.
0: Back up just a second here. Seven of the iron chains.
1: All right. Seven of the throwing chains. All right. Eight of their regular daggers.
0: Oh just a standard dagger? It's it's a far elf
1: regular dagger.
0: Alright. You said eight of those? Yep. Alright. Six shields. Standard shields? Yep. But I got
1: no need for them, so. Alright. That's that's,
0: that's that. it? Yep. All right. So, what I'm going to do is I'm putting together a rough estimate of numbers here. And based off my knowledge of the weaponry plus what I know, the value has decreased down to and whatnot. Understandable. That way, according to your own plan, I still can turn around and try to make a profit off of it by selling it back to them. And you get your wish and not have to deal with them.
1: Exactly. Which,
0: personally, to me, feels like I should be allowed to get a little bit more out of it because I'm doing you a favor. <clears throat> but I mean, I'm I could al- send
1: my party to go do it. I'm just well, I, cutting I'm, step. I'm
0: adding a percentage into how much you get out of it as a favor to you. Because I can get more coin out of it selling it than... What you care to try to get out of it.
1: Correct, but you're already getting your percentage by giving me only half versus... Oh, I'm
0: not giving you half. I'm giving you a little bit more than half. That's the favor I'm doing for you so you don't have to go deal with them yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, that works. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm going to throw a number
1: out oh. there. Oh, and I forgot. The uh, the vesseled Poison Dagger. Again, I want the number on that separately because depending on what you offer, will depend on whether I decide to keep it or not.
0: Okay. So the the vesseled, uh dagger with the poison thing yeah, in it. Yeah, he pulls it out of his bag. Uh, forty gold. They they're not they're not common daggers, but they're not rare daggers. I actually have made a few of those myself.
1: For forty gold, I think I'll hang on to it.
0: All right. All right. So we'll start with a number here. And you tell me what you think here. Uh, 150 Platinum. 150
1: Platinum. Can you go... 160 Platinum.
0: do 155, but I'll also throw in a small gem that I found. Deal. Alright.
1: <laughs> Shake <Shakespeare's> the sand. <laughs> so,
0: he pulls out another small bag, and he goes, do you have like a, a bag of holding or anything?
1: Uh, where do you think I'm keeping all the slag?
0: Fair enough. Alright, hang on a second. <laughs> pulls a saddle bag out, pulls two of his own bags, and goes, alright, the slag specifically I need in this one. So, Mercer grabs his and bag and
1: dumps the, the 400 pounds. Hold on, because he has other stuff in his bag. He puts his backpack on. Celine, your bag, please.
0: Is that more of this leg? Yeah, okay. that's the
1: slag? Yeah, that's the other 120 pounds.
0: All right. So, he takes that one closes it up. Never had one stuffed to capacity. My goodness. All right. And then everything else
1: into this one. So, Mercer gets back into his bag. Dump, <laughs> dump, 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 dump. It's like the never-ending, you know, handkerchief as he's just pulling chain after chain after chain out. All right. And then uh, he pulls the the shields. And, uh, yeah, so that's everything.
0: All right. So, then he turns around, pulls his personal pouch off, sets down like a, a larger bowl type of thing mm-hmm. and in sets of hundred starts dropping platinum 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 he gets up to the 155 and puts the last five platinum down and he goes then this I've never heard of it before so I personally don't know the value of it quite frankly I don't deal in jewels granted yeah I get I'm a dwarf Yeah. But
1: this is As you saw like Mercer's eyebrow kind of go up for a moment when he said that.
0: This is new. Not heard of this. Supposedly it came off some continent that I've never heard of and supposedly exists out there. But you can imagine hearing somebody say, a continent appeared in the middle of the ocean. Yep. A, A continent, really? That's hard to believe. But, uh, we've all just come to call it a blood emerald, blood emerald, and it does, it looks like a blood ruby, but green, mm-hmm. and he goes, there you go, I've already had it tested, it doesn't show any sort of magical properties, it's just a very shiny, well-smoothed out, green stone jewel thing. I appreciate that, thank you. All right. Come back in about, say, two hours.
1: Sure.
0: I'll have my guys with your axe mm-hmm. sitting back at their post. Warhammer? Yes, the Warhammer. I've got it written down right here and I completely forgot.
1: It's all good. All right. Lots, A lot of stuff has happened in the last two minutes. Oh,
0: <laughs> you ain't joking. My man will see you back to the shore and, uh, yeah, we'll see you in about, well, they'll see you in about two
1: hours. I hate to ask. Hmm. But uh, the next ship, what's the best ship for arcane wares?
0: He points over and goes, see that ship floating up in the air up there? And you recognize the ship right away. Yep. That one. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you guys get back in the boat and sail back off, and he goes to work. Yep.
1: So, haul my tail over there.
0: All right. Same as before. You see a rope with a bell, and it goes up to the ship. And mm-hmm. A little sign says, Ring for service. And ding, ding. And you see a white haired gnome bent over. What do you want?
1: Here for business. Weren't you blue at one time? No, that was my cousin.
0: Oh, deception. Shit. You think I'm letting you get away with that?
1: Uh, by the way, I'm using my Flash of Genius. Okay. It's going to be a 26. A 26. I'm going to give it to you because he matched you.
0: <laughs> if you say so, give me a second. The same white-haired guy comes down. <sighs> you all look a lot older. Anyway, if you don't remember me, my name's Fiddlebender. Uh, how's the staff working out for you? The staff? I don't have... You traded with the Master for a healing staff, remember?
1: That's right. That's where we got it from.
0: And it turned into a staff of healing when Celine went yes. from bard to cleric.
1: It has... Helped in a lot of situations.
0: My bad. Yeah. Been a few years, so I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Has it really been a few years? Oh, oh yeah. Realistically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it took us two years to play the game, so... that <laughs> ah, point. that point. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I know specifically this one, points to Esther, goes, hey. looking for lots of scrolls. And I got some ideas that I need. Hmm. Hmm. Alright. Well. Give
0: me a second here. Puts the disc back down. You guys all look down and all of a sudden is three times its size. Hop on. Oh boy. Hop on. As it floats up to the ship you guys see the whole same thing. The... Inter, the uh, extra dimensional planar dimensional uh, gyroscope the excessive telescope the this thing looks like the uh, old eldest sibling to what is now your ship as opposed to what you guys originally had yeah comes over <coughs> sir some old friends are here to visit <clears throat> when you say old friends, you, you, you made a trade with them a few years back. They they, uh, they did quite nicely. And they have been successful in their adventures, as it would seem. All right, let them in. Just through the door. And just like before, you walk in to what would look like a small room about the size of the table. You walk into it, and it's about the size of this entire room. As you see your good old pal, Mordecai,
1: How's it going? How's the studying?
0: Slides his hand over and a chair comes up. Have a seat. Awesome. Sits down. (laughs) You'll be uh, pleased to know that that uh, pistol that we made trade on turned out to be... uh, Well, it became the key... In a very interesting adventure, as it turns out, it was, in fact, a key. The ammunition that I had when you'd found the gun, you had to put the ammunition into the gun, stick the gun into the slot, turn it a certain way, and then pull the trigger, and the arcane bullet set off the lock and caused it to unlock and open up a portal.
1: Well, that is very intriguing.
0: Uh-huh. Downside is there's very limited ammunition, as it turns out. Yeah, unfortunate. Did you at least get to hang on to the one you had?
1: Unfortunately, it ended up going poof into existence when I took out an ancient lich leviathan.
0: An ancient lich leviathan.
1: Yeah, so story goes, uh, and he, he explains a story about how the... I want to oh, say man I want you to role play this <laughs> the mandrake I know that's not the right term the
0: uh not the archman Arch- no it wasn't the Archer Mandrake. it was Calvcodos Oh
1: Calvacodos yeah he was the uh So he explains how Calvcodos had taken over this Leviathan and had basically taken it and caused a phylactery or created a phylactery for it and Unfortunately, none of our party had the particular element that was required to destroy it. And in a flash of genius... No pun intended. Exactly. (laughs) um, What's a great way to destroy things? Interdimensional space is being torn asunder. Mm -hmm. So I sacrificed one of my bags at the time and... Slitter clean open, thus getting rid of the phylactery and causing the L- lich leviathan to fall apart mm-hmm. around us, literally, as we escaped for our lives. Yeah, that was terrifying. Hmm. Downside was, because it was a flash of genius, um, all of my gear that was inside the bag went with it. Why didn't you dump
0: the stuff out of the bag first?
1: because we were all dying, and it was one of those Hail Mary moments. Ah, okay. So, sad, sad sad day, as I lost quite a few items, including that round. But, uh... Hmm. So, what sort of trade are we
0: looking into?
1: Well, I know, personally, this one over here, Points to Esther. Hello. Is interested in some scrolls. Heck yeah. And he stops and he's. Someone has taken
0: to Skid, haven't they? Hey,
1: what's the matter, man? Just. She has her own farm. It, yeah. It's a
0: very distinctive uh, smell, as it turns out. Well, what what yeah. scrolls are you looking for? Why,
1: well, yeah, please I mean,
0: don't tell me they're low level scrolls. You know you can get those a dime a dozen these I days. I actually want a
1: staff. I want a staff
0: of summon beast. And he giving you the most confused dead eye stare, like jaw dropping. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I want a staff of level two summoned beast. Level two summon beast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all you need is a little chaos, man. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm all about summoning a creature. I've got my own dog that I summon all
1: the time.
0: I need a badger. Huh? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mercer interjects and just for a moment goes, she tends to keep a very... I keep a she dashery. summons a creature, and she names it, and it's now her own pet. It's my pet. She has her Gunter, and the what? Gunter. It's her. What's uh, a Gunter? A dragon. He's my dragon.
0: Yes. You have a dragon, and you want a a staff that can summon little critters. Mm-hmm. So sometimes all, all the- you need is a distraction. <laughs>
1: Our actually, our lives were saved thanks to the badger. Yeah, see, see. Oh, I gotta hear this. Oh yeah, it's great. And so basically, what happens is is we're in the middle on the astral plane. We are fighting the archimandrite, and I'm sorry, the what?
0: The oh, archimandrite. It yeah, 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 was
1: bad. What's an archimandrite? He's a bunch of choice words that my character will not say due to kids being in the house. Mm-hmm.
0: What 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 race is far elf? Oh, astral creatures. Okay. Yes.
1: Well, um, we were... The the fight was extremely difficult. And she had a scroll of summon beast. She summoned a badger. Badger, badger. The badger, badger. for lack of better terms, badgered the Archimandrite (laughs) in the face, giving us a moment (laughs) of reprieve. We live. Resulting in, we are still standing and alive. And thus she has taken to naming it, and now needs to summon it at any given moment. And I don't have the capability of doing those scrolls.
0: Okay, so, given that you're carrying a steel staff on you as it is, as well as this other staff that, uh, and his eyes glow for a sec, seems to have the spirit of somebody uh, possessing it, it so I would bet seem she co- likes that a lot. It's fine.
1: What'd you say? That—that's an outside of game comment where the staff doesn't like to be known, and all of a sudden to have a high level mage go, "I
0: see you." Oh yeah, your staff is like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a third staff would be a wise idea because you're going to get yourself all sorts of d- mangled up and confused and all right, this, fine. that. That being said, you're not wearing any sort of a whole lot of uh, functional jewelry per se. What if it was, say, a Ooh, ring? Heck yeah. Okay. So, what we're going to do is. See if we can't put together a ring for you mm-hmm. that would allow you to summon a creature, your 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 badger. Yeah. Um, and... See, I, I knew a, uh, a dark elf mm-hmm. a long, long time ago. He has the same sort of thing, except he summons a panther. Cool. And... Same similar thing. He, he named it, and it's like a pet to him, but it's like an astral creature, so when he's not summoned, the creature's is in... This na- is his name Fitz Bill Burnham? No. <laughs> oh, so many <laughs> words I want to scream if the young ears were not in the other room. But <laughs> so we can make you a ring that could do something similar. Oh, cool. You'd only be able to summon the creature two, maybe three times a day before That's you'd hard, have right? to rest or whatever. As well as give the creature time to rest. Yeah. and whatnot. Here's the catch. Yeah. That stuff doesn't come free.
1: Well, no. Uh, so what, are, what are we
0: talking about, man? What, what, well, what do you have to trade? Well. Last time you guys had a lot of interesting stuff to trade and you got staff in return.
1: Well, I will truly say that the items themselves are extremely limited. Um, well,
0: it doesn't necessarily have to be for trade. I mean, do you have coin? Uh,
1: one of us has yeah, man. a of change. Got, yeah, I got some Esther. money.
0: Yeah, I got money, man. What are we, what are we, what are we talking about? What, what, what kind uh, of- somewhere in the realm of 350, 400 gold, because it oh. does take a little bit of time to put that type of spell into it.
1: All right, here you go. Digs out 350 gold.
0: Okay, how does Esther have so much coin?
1: She asked for as much money as she could get. That's and right. She has twenty five thousand gold minus what she spent in that little chunk of change.
0: Yeah.
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. She is the one now, technically, with all.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. That coin for days. I do. <laughs> I freaking do. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Alright.
1: I like how you forgot about that. Yeah. You don't remember. You remember 90% of the crap I carry, but you can't remember 25,000 gold coins. Jeez, yeah.
0: Alright, um, okay. You mean just a second? He walks over, he props open a box, and goes, Yeah, Yeah. eh, Yeah. eh, 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 uh, yeah, we'll and it looks like it has some sort of like a uh, like a, a, a sky blue colored aquamarine gem mm-hmm. that constantly looks like it has a little speck of like a cloud or fog or something in the center of it mm-hmm. that's just floating there constantly. Ooh. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, all right. Um, if you're not comfortable with... Unusual magics of enchantment. I would suggest covering your ears or stepping outside. Mercer sits right where he sits. Oh, boy. The ring floats up out of his hand. He stands back. Now, visually speaking, it looks like he just starts casting chain lightning and lightning bolt into this ring. And it's all big and flashy and everything coming off his hands, but it all
1: comes into a central point that goes into the ring. Can I make an arcana just to see if Mercer understands somewhat of some of the complexities that's happening? Yeah, that's fine. So, uh, that's going to be a 23. He will use a Flash of Genius to bump it to a 28. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can tell that he
0: is physically casting the spell itself, but instead of just casting the spell, he's casting it into a ring, along with a permanence spell. And in conjunction of the two, trying to focus and expend higher level spell slots of the spell, in order to permanently enchant the ring itself, with just raw arcane magic. And he's sitting there, and he's just... He's speaking in languages you guys didn't even know existed. You're not even sure if he's talking in a language or just sputtering randomness of sounds that concocted in a manner to sound like a language. He's actually reverted to Latin.
1: Oh, no. There is a company that worked
0: with the creators of Game of Thrones to create the Dothraki language. Oh, yeah, there's...
1: It was completely... Created randomly. I mean, you got the elven language from Tolkien. Yeah. I mean, not the the first time someone's invented their own Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, gosh, yeah. What? Okay,
0: yeah. What the heck? <clears throat> His eyes start to glow. The whole room feels like a small vortex starts to blow around as this magic's just... And the ring itself starts to glow a reddish sort of glow as if it's uh, getting scolding hot. And then at the last second, a small burst of light just... And you see tiny little arcane runes now on the band itself of the ring. And the ring itself, and he comes, brings it down, he goes, All right. Three times a day, for free, summon beast, and it's going to specifically be a badger. Yes! You're not summoning a random spectral creature. You're no. pulling an actual astral badger out of the astral plane.
1: Don't badger him too much.
0: Yeah. Treat this as if you have now taken on an actual pet. As somebody who's favored in something like this, I completely understand wanting to do it. But an astral creature decides whether or not it wants to be with you. Yes. If it chooses not to, you just wasted your time, your coin, and my magic for nothing. (laughs) Do you understand me? Yes, I will make friends with the badger. There you go.
1: flips on the cool ring. Yes.
0: That does require attunement as okay. well.
1: Yeah, check your attunement slots. Yes. Yeah. You, I think you were tapped already. Okay. Because you, I know you had the wand. Oh, no, I found it on the wrong way. <laughs> you have the robe. The wand. Did the wand require attunement? Yes. The wand of binding did. That's what I... For
0: some reason, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking wand of magic missile, but I knew that didn't require attunement.
1: Um... Staff of Binding. Yeah, so Staff of Binding, your Rose. actual staff and my your actual robe. Actual staff? What do you mean, my? Actual? Yeah, your psychic lance. Your... I don't.
0: I don't need a staff for that.
1: I have that no. spell. No, your your the staff, ice? the ice guy. Yeah. He's he is your. He's my attunement. You yeah. require attunement. So this that the plus staff. the wand of binding, the one that does the whole person. Oh. Okay. And your robes. Oh. All three of those are attuned. You're only allowed three items. Okay. Based on how you've played your character...
0: I think I will give you the animated staff. The, 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 the... I would suggest unattuning to the Wand of Binding because you don't
1: use it. And we can potentially use that for some type of trade here. Oh. So... Potentially, upper for trade would be a Wand of Binding. Um... Oh, we're dealing with you now. Wait, wait, wait.
0: The animated staff of binding can can cast Rhymes Binding. My psychic glance has nothing to do with that. I
1: thought, no, well, I no, thought okay. you were casting psychic glance through it. No.
0: She was casting her spell because the oh, staff acted okay. as a
1: um as no, a focus. her focus. Okay. Got it. Okay. So Never mind. So but still the staff. Uh, still the wand. What wand? A wand of binding. You guys got it when you put the hands you are not think the hags the It was on uh, the
0: ship with Agnes yeah. Steel cuz
1: you'd been using it cuz you I you'd... think
0: I gave that to you already Cuz it was what allowed uh, the lady to be cast whole person for a little while Yeah cuz you were using it
1: I I because I was I I think I used it up No it it it's a rechargeable every day There there was no use like, there was like seven charges a day, but it required, mm. and five, you had to use five of those to cast Hold, hold Monster, which uh. works on anything. Oh, shoot. Okay.
0: I mean, you have the wand. If you're not, if you don't have it written down, write it down. Because you have the yes, wand. that's great. But if you're, because if you don't even remember having it, you're obviously not attuned to it.
1: Okay.
0: Which makes that a perfect open slot for you to attune to the ring. Okay.
1: But there's something. I thought you had something else. Because I know Esther's been given quite a few magic items lately. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Um. There's all sorts of stuff I want. It's a little afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: I remember it was a Wanda binding because you guys got it when you went. It was Celine and Zabak were the first ones to come down the stairs. Yep. And I think it was Celine that got affected by it because as soon as she broke it off, she walked right up to the gladiator guy and went, All right, buddy, let's talk. Boom! <laughs> that I remember vividly. Very much so. it was just shortly after that that Admiral Steele went, Okay! WHAM! I still say shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> it was not intended to be an easy fight. Um, Alright, so now that that's taken care of, what was next? Um. So at this point, we're not doing Children of the Fallen Star today. No. Which I was very hopeful for, but
1: well, the problem is like looking for some improvements for characters. That's always the downside. Improvements for characters can take time. Time.
0: I think moving forward, if there's improvements for characters, try to figure out what you want to do. I mean, cause we got two weeks between each game. You mm-hmm. got more than enough time.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's not like, hey Kent, do I have a, the staff of the art you know, the archmage?
0: Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at the LARP channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.